0: <laughs> Bo- Potential Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host Taylor Sogol. How are we doing today, Taylor?
1: We're doing well. I'm feeling the Halloween vibe coming up here, in the month of October. Very excited. We are already in our first week. Of October, and we are getting uh, very excited for all these upcoming uh, festivities. I know we are in a difficult time, but we're going to make the most of that uh, with this holiday season.
0: Yes, we are. And here we are for another edition of our potential picks. And we got to say, for our first kind of real dark film of October here, you know, we had Mulan last week, but this week we are going to review the new Netflix movie, The Devil All the Time, which just streamed on Netflix very recently. And this movie is directed by Antonio Campos, and it has a slew of quite a few stars in this film. Of course, most notably Tom Holland. Uh, you got Bill Skarsgård. You have Jason Clark and Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we watched this last night, and uh, it was already off to the start, giving me kind of that True Detective season one vibe. Yes, There's, this is. It's a dark religious tale and a period
1: piece and as period well piece. as it's said in the story takes place beginning of of uh, the aftermath of World War II mm-hmm. and the story moves forward into the mid to late 60s as well mm-hmm. so the spirit of uh the spirit excuse me <laughs> in the uh speed of about you know 20 30 years has passed and uh, right off the bat really the story was a lot different than i expected i will say i was kind of thrown for a loop when you see the trailer You're immediately thinking, okay, you know, main character is Tom Holland uh, and he's kind of embroiled maybe in this corruption thing. What this is, is really it's a very character driven plot uh, where you have all these slew, as you said, of very unique and I guess hypocritical characters as you are in this very deep south uh, where. But it's not actually it's set near. In the area of West Virginia, Pittsburgh area, where mm-hmm. you are set in these real backwoods areas, so you're right. It does have that true detective vibe. But the main character, I guess you would say, would have to be Tom Holland's character, where he is the son of this uh, Bill Scarsgoat's character, who comes back from the war and is f- suffering from
0: the effects. Yeah, of he's New got war a too. bit of PTSD. He's got a bit of he he saw some really bad stuff in the war, and it's shaken his core. It's also shaken his religion, and he's kind of Gone a darker path with the religion, which is also the case of. It was fun to see um, his second Netflix film recently, but um, the guy who played Dudley in the Harry Potter movies plays this kind of one of those kind of typical ministers where it's a little bit. Is it hokey? Is it real? Are they are they going a little bit overboard with how they feel the Lord and you know when they do their sermons and. They're both these kind of father figures that are, there's something a bit off about them, something a bit wrong about them.
1: Their uh, focus on religion, they take it in a very different way. And unfortunately, there's a a tragic
0: um, bit of uh,
1: Shakespearean, but also um, Gothic uh, term. Yes,
0: for both of them, and very different cases, but they both have a child and... You know, down the line, we we get, you know this, these children are kind of paired together, almost like fate. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, stepchildren—they're not related by blood—but and you, we start to see this pattern of the sins of the father, a theme we've seen time and time again. Yes. But this idea of all right, can you escape the legacy, of what your family has endured? Does history repeat itself? History repeat itself. And so, there's a bit of a time jump. It's not much, but I, I do agree with you, Taylor. The film—it took about Fifty minutes or so before Tom Holland was on screen. Yeah, <laughs> and this is a two-hour, twelve-minute film or so, so almost an hour before you get your true main star. Of the film, There's- it was impressive though yeah. because I think we both respected showing the backstory, showing the lead-up, and also it gave some great great screen time, especially for Bill Skarsgård. Um, you know, most families is pennywise from the It films, but he's got this really great. Deep Southern accent, and he's playing this kind of, like you said, this this veteran come back from war, just trying to find a wife, trying to make a family. But there's this there's this darkness behind him, and it was it was really riveting to watch. I think his acting was superb. It's you
1: know? a very well done exposition because in comparison, a lot of films, I'm not a huge fan. Sometimes where they do the back and forth time jumps, it gets kind of confusing. Where this one's like, this is the heavy exposition. We're gonna give it to you, and you really lead up to a lot of the characters that are gonna be throughout. Of the story, and especially some of them that come into the tail end of how they interact with uh, these two kids, these two main characters, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, props to all the characters there. I like the idea that they have a little bit of a narration. There's a kind of unseen narrator.
0: Well, this is cool. We didn't really know about this until the movie ended, but there's a yeah, an unseen narrator throughout the whole film, and it's actually the guy who wrote the book that this movie's based on. So that was kind of cool. Not really seen that ever done before that I can think of, where the guy who wrote the book that this movie's based on is actually narrating the the movie. And it was even at points humorous. Yes. There was times where the, the narration was very kind of dark humor. Dark <laughs> dark little dry humor. But it was, you know, it was nice to have a few chuckles here and there because this movie truly is dark. And definitely not one to see what the it's family- a lot of uh what lies beneath. It's a lot of and I think it's a it was an important film. For this time period we're in right now because we're seeing a lot of this backstabbing kind of behind the scenes uh not everything is what it seems uh, especially with politics going yeah. on right now and even religion and i think that's a huge part of this movie is you know once we're developed with tom holland's character who is the son of this dad who kind of went through this tragedy and now he's trying to make it on his own well, he's with his stepsister here, and she's constantly being kind of picked on by some boys at school, and to a point of, dare say, maybe almost rape. And yep. it's, you know, again, this kind of messed up uh, time period where there's no social media. There's none of this, you know, it's very uh, backwoods, who's going to find out kind of situation. There's a
1: lot of corruption, and I think you hit the nail on the head. The unfortunate timeless theme that people use religion um, in a twisted way. I think no matter what your religion is, you use it for a good way, that's great. People having faith but in this one it shows a very dark turn when you put your faith into um, whatever religion you face with, whatever your God may be. In this story, they twist it to their own means of their own interpretation Mm -hmm. where you've got, we lead into Robert Robert Pattinson's
0: character who... So yeah, they have a new preacher coming to town. Yes and uh from tennessee and first off major props to robert pattinson
1: what a, what amazing first of all performance
0: but his accent his accent he's doing this kind of tennessee high-pitched minister and he's got you know demons and he's, he's and he's doing this whole thing and it, again you look at him and you look at tom holland the, you know the two kind of really main stars of the film both british actors yes doing really well done Southern accents as, as, as did Bill Skarsgård and all the cast. There was, uh, Sebastian Stan, most famous for, you know, Bucky and the winter soldier. Yeah. He plays this kind of a uh, cop that sheriff. Uh, sheriff yeah. yeah. Who's a bit, uh, even himself is a bit of a, a, a bit of darkness to him. You know, he's, he's kind of getting hookups on the side with some women and he's kind of doing his own kind of dark. He's all, deeds. he's
1: all about the image, but of course to get to rise to the top, he's got to do some shady stuff. And, uh, That fun little fact about Robert Pattinson is that he was working on this before, no one knew what it was going to sound like until they started rolling. So as we were reading about this and he kind of blew everyone away, me and myself, as Chris and I were watching this, I was like, that's not him. It doesn't sound like him at all. And And so well done. Really well
0: done. But again, this character that uh, comes off very attractive, comes off very appealing, good intentions. He's a preacher. What harm can he do? some of the worst harm. And that's a big theme, like you said, about this religious dark undertones where people use it as a mask, use it as something as well, I can do no wrong because I have the Lord on my side. And
1: on the opposite end, you have the people that are praying on the weak where the weak are like the moths to the flame and they're Mm -hmm. attracted to religion. They're like, you've got the main characters, Tom Holland's character, he's faced tragedy in his life. His pseudo-pseudo stepsister, of course, her family life was plagued with tragedy. So they're both going to religion for different things. And then we got to jump over here to another very creepy, dark reference. Well, yeah, you,
0: you have Sebastian Stan's sister and her, and her husband, who we see early in the film, uh, actually have a connection with one of the characters we already talked about. We're not going to give it away. Yeah. And they're doing their own thing. And it's uh, one that at first, I had a first guess of, oh, he's uh, maybe... He's a pedophile or something. Yeah. That's kind of where my vibe is going. He likes to take photos of his wife with kind of strangers on the side of the road. Well, let's just say it gets to a much darker place. I didn't expect that coming. Probably the worst monster of the film, in my opinion. Um, but Jason Clark, he just has this, there's this kind of seductive jackal-like character about him where it comes off very just pleasing. But that image of the devil all the time can be in any of us. Yeah true true evil in this man and that was a big thing about this movie that was so interesting was because it is these different it's like these two major time periods and it's also a bunch of characters and again we're like where's our main character so much of it is about connection and as we talked about history repeating itself and this weird connections of characters that some don't even meet till near the last third of the movie and And you don't
1: really because we we had like guesses of as we're watching this where it's gonna go honestly you keep figuring out as it's going along you really don't know where it's gonna go till the very end because there's so many twists and turns and of course we had a lot of guesses at the beginning but again this is not a gonna be a very happy ending Sort of love happy movie. This
0: is not a happy movie, no, by any means. It, it truly is one of those films where you don't want to look away. Mm. You want to keep watching. <laughs> Fun side fact: We had actually a couple Wi-Fi problems, so it took us nearly three hours to finish this film. <laughs> yeah, um, but we wanted to. We wanted to keep. We we were so like eager to keep watching, so we stuck through it, and I'm glad we did because this is a film that I think would have done pretty decently well in theaters if theaters have been running but this is probably one of the top notch Netflix films I've seen. So far this year. What a supreme cast, very well directed, the music's great, and even just the cinematography. There's this kind of dark filter. It's a lot about these backwood houses, these kind of open plains, even like that classic church that Pattinson does his sermon in. There's also this
1: feeling about little claustrophobia, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of these scenes where in this small, tiny chapel of the church, there are scenes where they're in a car, or they're in the woods. Even though woods can be very open, you're isolated, you're alone. There's no help, and a lot of these feelings of dread as you're just knowing, oh, this is where it's going to go. Oh, that's not going to end well for that person. So, they're the environment and the sets add to the feel, mm-hmm. and the music too, which I thought was they really play into like the old uh, the old Baptist, the old Southern, you yeah. know, sermon songs where they're you know praising God and all these. There, there was a little... yeah, a
0: lot of real songs and it not just score that yeah. were these kind of old fifties, sixties either doo-wop songs or yeah, you kind of you would picture it like a reminding me of like Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yes. It had a lot of that vibe. But where whereas that film is much more of a slightly farcical, more of the comedic side, this is the darker, darker side. Yeah. And um yeah, it was it was enjoyable, but it was one that it was like you kind of shudder when you when you're watching it. You're just thinking This is not a movie where I see it as a fantasy. These all could be real characters. That's the scariest thing. And I don't even know if the book was maybe, it could have all we know based on real characters. Who knows?
1: No, but I think based on that, after we saw the final uh, credits, I would be very intrigued to read the book, Mm -hmm. especially with the uh, author of the book doing the narration, wanting to see if it followed the movie the movie followed it very closely because I'm always intrigued by movie adaptations. I think it can can be kind of tough when you adapt a uh, film from a book.
0: And for all we know, it could have much more scenes, you know, more scenes, more detail and also could even be darker.
1: Who knows? But Who knows? definitely a fitting film for the month of October, I would say. Yes.
0: And again, one of those it's not a horror film per se, but it fits that horror vibe of there's a lot of truth to it, and it, and it again this idea that these can be anybody. The and evil, there's evil in all of us. In all of us. And, and the, weakness, and, and, and what a great title. Yeah. The devil all the time. I mean, and that's what it is. All these characters, at times, even the ones that you kind of, uh, you know, you're you're at bat for. You're kind of yeah. You're, for you're, them. you're rooting, on, rooting for them. Come on, they're gonna make it. it. Even they have their dark side and their yeah. contentions. And everyone in this movie does bad things. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Again, that kind of either for survival or to get their kicks, which is, uh, again, a creepy thing. So um, definitely recommend this movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, It's very powerful. It's dark. It's Mm -hmm. creepy. But it's uh, well-acted, well-directed. It's very entertaining.
1: Absolutely. Props to amazing director, source material, which I'm looking forward to checking out. And again, top-notch for, of course, all these amazing people from Jason Clark to Sebastian Stan, Tom Holland, and Robert Pattinson—a great film to actually lead him up to coming back uh, for Batman, which is coming out in two years, and of course Tom Holland coming off of a Spider-Man. It's nice to see him—a
0: huge turn, you know—not your family-friendly Peter Parker. He's no. uh, a great kind of lead character for him. That I want to see more of that kind of you know range from him. So we definitely recommend *The Devil All the Time*, which is now streaming on Netflix. And that was this week's Potential Pick.